Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Pub Podcast. This is the year 2023, and this is the first episode of this particular podcast for this year. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me uh, is my co-host in crime, Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? Oh, it's going all right, Chris. I've done, you know, some research for tonight's episode. Uh, You know, looking back on the past year and Open for the best here for next. Yes. Um, before we get started, at the time of this recording, we unfortunately have some uh, another in memoriam segment um, to start this podcast, and we just found out that Lisa Marie Presley died uh, at the age of fifty-four um, due to a heart attack. Um, so this is quite shocking, like, um, you know, 54 is not that old, and um, I didn't know she was, you know, not well, because um, at the time of this recording, two nights ago uh, was the Golden Globes, and uh, I, I, anyway, I was talking to my mom tonight, because my mom's a big Elvis, you know, fanatic, and she was saying that, uh, like, she was watching the Golden Globes, and she saw uh, Lisa Marie being interviewed on the Golden Globes, and she said even then she thought she didn't look good. Like, she could tell that she was sick. So, you know, uh, and then, yeah, two days later, unfortunately, she passed away. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, quite, uh, quite sudden and quite shocking. Uh, Kevin, uh, w- what are your thoughts on uh, this news yeah, um, we, we were talking briefly before we started. I, I did think she was older, and I think probably because, you know, that's someone that I've always known who it was. Yeah. Um, I think when you're, when, you know, around our age when we were younger, Elvis was one of the first musicians that you were aware of, probably mm-hmm. because of our parents. Um, so therefore, I was aware of her, too. And, the, and then the thing I had to look up, which I'd totally forgotten, was... Uh, her brief marriages to people, her brief marriage to Michael Jackson and that yep. appearance at uh, MTV Awards. Um, I forgot she was briefly married to Nicolas Cage as well. Yep. Um, but, you know, it, El- you know, Elvis died before I was born, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have any, 
you know, watching him or, or comeback tour or anything like that. Um, and it always felt like for the previous generation, like, oh, she's, you know, the child of royalty in a way, mm-hmm. but then never hit that same mark. But how could you? Yeah. You know, so I, I always wondered if, you know, she, I, I think she's one of those people I always wondered if she had a sad life because she's always compared to a past parent. Yeah, that she didn't really, you know, know because he he passed away when she was quite young. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I almost, you know, in a way it's uh, kind of like what I wonder for John Lennon's kids too. Yeah. Like you're going to always feel like you're in that shadow. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, like, I, um, I had talked to my mom earlier this evening, as I, as I said, and, uh, yeah, I, w- I was going, I didn't realize, I think she'd been married, like, four times, um, and she's got four children, but un- one, unfortunately, passed away, um, in 2020, um, and, you know, like, like I said, like, uh, other than her, her marriage to Michael Jackson, and then Nicolas Cage, I, I didn't really know much about her personal life. Um, I didn't realize she like I knew she had a daughter because I like when the when the Elvis movie came out last year, I remember her and her daughter being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, and um, you know, um, and I remember you know thinking oh you know oh she's got a daughter I I had no idea and um, but yeah she had more children. And, uh, yeah, just sudden, you know, like I, I, I think I seen earlier today that she was being rushed to the hospital, but you know, I didn't think anything of it. And, and then prior, you know, about an hour before we recorded, I seen that she passed away and I was quite shocked. So, you know, condolences to her and her family. That's, uh, it's terrible. Um, but all right. So for tonight's episode, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, Lillian couldn't join us this evening. She got tied up, and as I said, Ragnar might be joining us. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but this is our twenty best of 2022. So we're we're looking back at the year that was, and then at the end of the episode, we're going to be looking for looking forward to the year that will be because we're going to be I'm going to be asking Kevin. Uh, if he has any geek resolutions for 2023, so, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick off this podcast. I, I downgraded this list, Kev. I don't know if I sent you the new list. So if there's anything that I'm missing, by all means, you know, um, at the end, we're going to have honorable mentions. Um, so if there's anything you want to throw in there, uh, by all means. Um, so first off. Uh, we're going with best TV series of 2022. So, Kevin, for you, what was the best TV series of 2022? <laughs> I mean, sad thing is, I watched so few. <laughs> um, I, I did not watch that much TV this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, honestly, for like newer ones, just pretty much the Marvel ones. Yeah, was all that I, you know, got through all of. Um. And I think overall, I liked Ms. Marvel the best. Hmm. And a big part of it was watching it with my kid. I didn't watch Moon Knight with him, but Moon, 
you know, Moon Knight took a while to get going, and I still don't really know where it fits in the larger picture. Yeah. But Ms. Marvel was, like, the first thing outside of Spider-Man that he could relate to, in a way, as a as a peer. And I enjoyed seeing that whole other aspect to it as well. You know, watching mm-hmm. it through his eyes, but I'm learning things, too. And then uh, one of the guys that works at my local comic shop is... Um, Pakistani. Okay. And so every week we would talk and he's like, I've never seen me. He's like, I've never seen myself in my life on TV like this. Mm-hmm. He said, and the fact that it's a Marvel thing is even more, you know, means even more to me. Yeah. And so my kid had so many questions. He's like, you know, does, does your friend at the comic shop have a story of his family being separated and all. I was like, I don't know. And I, I asked him, I said, listen, you know, I don't, I'm not crying or anything, but my kid's asking questions. And he said, yeah, there's stories and my family won't tell them. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, jeez. Yep. He's like, yeah, I, I don't know my own family story because it's such a tough thing. They will not tell the story. Yep. So, you know, for the weeks the show was odd, it became a big thing. I'm, I'm spending time with my kid talking about stuff. I'm getting to know people at comic store more. You know, we're going over it in our head, and it, you know, I, I think it was the only show this year that had that level of impact for me. Now, I still, I just, I need to dedicate the time for it. I don't know when I will. It'll probably be like if I'm on vacation or a long holiday weekend or something. I know I need to do Andor. I know I need to. Yes. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And um, I am doing uh, one of my favorite podcasts is the two hosts are rereading Sandman over the course of 2023. Mm-hmm. They're doing a couple issues a week. I have never read Sandman. It's a huge omission in my comic reading, so I'm reading it alongside with them this year. However, I'm going to wait until I'm done reading the whole series to do that show because I don't want anything tipped off or spoiled to me because of how the adaptations are. But I'm I'm loving the comic, and I'm mad it took me so long to do it. And I know I'll love the show, but I don't want to be watching, you know, episode six of the show and have it ruin issue six of the comic for me. Yeah. So I'm just throwing those out there as ones I'm aware came out in 2022. We'll probably make some people's best of list. Might make mine if I'd gotten to it. I'll get to them eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, well, first, first off, I, w- I just want to mention that actually, Ms. Marvel is probably my favorite Marvel show of last year, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was a surprise to me because I didn't even know if I was going to watch it because I I knew I was not the target audience for this, but I thought, you know, I, I I'm a Marvel guy. I'm a, I'm a com- you know completist. I got you know I have to at least try. And I was pleasantly surprised. I, I found myself really enjoying it. Every episode, like, um, uh, the actress, uh, I can't remember her name now. Um, she's just wonderful as, as a character. Um, and I appreciate the changes they made to that character for the show. I actually think yes. it improved the character, um, you know, versus the comic book character. Um, yeah, there there are certain things that exist in this very specific bubble 
and mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel and the Inhumans, and we're only pushing the Inhumans because we don't own the rights to the X-Men because of Fox. Yep. So we're going to downplay those, but now we have it back again, so now we can do the X-Men more. It's like it's this weird bubble that she debuted in that is no longer an issue. Yep. So I, I was like, yeah, let's update the origin here. It makes sense. We don't have to, you know, dance around certain other things here. This, her origin would probably be like this if she came out today. Yep. Um, and then also, I just wanted to add in there, I, I'm with you, Kev, in that there's a, there's certain shows that came out that I still haven't watched. Like I've, I'm on the third episode of Sandman. Uh, and it's not that I don't like it. I think it's a great show. It's just there's so much other stuff to watch. Like, I didn't, like, um, for 2022, I did not watch the third season of Umbrella Academy yet. I have not watched Jack Ryan yet. I have, um, I'm trying to think. There's a few other shows that I haven't seen. Um, and then there were shows I, I completely forgot even happened. Um, in 2022 because they happened, you know, earlier in the year. So for me, um, my pick for best show of 2022 would be the third season of the Orville. Um, okay. I, I love the Orville. It's, this is it. Like I've said this before, I wish this was what Star Trek was or is, because uh, it's def the Orville definitely has the next generation feel. So it has it, it's what Star Trek was, and it's what I wish Star Trek was or is currently, if that makes any sense. Um, like Seth MacFarlane just has done a great job. I love the practical special effects. I love um, the design of the ship. I, um, you know, I love the characters, the actors that play them. Um, you know, this really is a, like I said, a love letter to Star Trek. Um, and this season, you know, cause it was the first season, uh, that wasn't on Fox. It was straight to Hulu. So every episode's like a little over an hour long. And so there's, you know, they, you know, before, you know, um, because they had commercial breaks and stuff, uh, they had to follow a certain formula. Whereas on this season they didn't really have to do that so you know they got to expand on a few things and and i said this before last last year when i was discussing the 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 show as one of my picks this the penultimate episode is i want to say like an hour and a half long and it is better than any star trek movie that has been done like this century like it it's like it felt like a it felt like a movie and it was better than any of the jj abrams movies better than any of the next generation movies that came out it was good it was that good and i'm you know fingers crossed i'm really hoping we get a season four or you know even a spin-off series like I, you know like as i would love to see these characters come back but i understand that seth mcfarland's a busy guy <clears throat> you know there's lots of speculation that you know he may not have the time to do another season um you know fingers crossed i'm hoping it happens but 
you know, he's opened the door to this this universe. He's created an, an interesting universe that, you know, um, is ripe, you know, to be explored. And yeah, I I, I, I could definitely see the this being a spinoff, uh, you know, in the future. And you know, it would be awesome. So yeah, the Orville season three that is my best and favorite show of 2022. Um, all right. So the next category is best new TV series uh, of 2022. So Kevin, did you did you have a new series, a best new series for 2022? Well, I I think I misunderstood there because uh, let's double back with the Miss Marvel ones because okay. that was new, you yep. know. Um, but uh. God, did I even watch anything more? <laughs> you know, okay. So here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw another one out here. Okay. Um, it was it was a new show for the year, and I enjoyed it far more than I expected. But um, I watched the I think it was only six episodes of Shorzy, the Letterkenny spinoff. Oh, okay, yep. And when it started, I really wasn't sure. I'm like, all right, that character was not main you know it's it's a background joke character on the show now we got a whole spin-off for this character and we got to change a whole lot of stuff to make this work and introduce a whole new cast and i'm really not sure if i'm enjoying it or the flow by the end of it i was excited i was invested in every character i wanted a second season immediately i was so excited by the ending of it and I, I'm telling people, you know, I, I have a coworker that watches Letterkenny. I said, you've got to watch Shorzy. Yeah. And she said, well, what is it? And I said, it's offensively wholesome. And she, she got <laughs> laughing. She's like, I don't know what that means. I said, that's the best <clears throat> description I can give. Yeah. There are stuff. On, I said, there's jokes on there and stuff said that is just awful. It's so bad. I said, but the deep down heart of the show is so beautiful. I loved it. Excellent. And it, it, it did not get, um, I know Letterkenny season 11, 12, whatever, because they're short seasons, debuted mm-hmm. the day after Christmas on Hulu and I think on Crave as well. Yep. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's, and there's still no news on whether or not there's a season two of Shorzy. Oh, okay. But I, I am hopeful. <clears throat> It was just, and, and so much hockey in it too, Chris. So yeah. much hockey. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I've got such a oh, such a lit, such a laundry list of shows I got to watch. Yeah, and, I, and, like, I have. Oh, go ahead, Kev. I, I was gonna say, like, I try to. I have a, a half hour one going now. So if I just have like, okay, I got a half hour while I'm eating dinner or waiting for something else or whatever, I have something I can throw on. I have like two or three shows that are hour longs that I want to get through, mm-hmm. but I haven't been able to start it yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So much, or so, so much to watch. Like it, it's really an abundance of, of riches. Um, yeah. Like I think it was today. Uh, the the second season of Hunters just dropped on Amazon, and I watched the first season. I think it was like two like 
three years ago. I want to say it's like before the pandemic. It was like 20, early 2020. And this is a show about, uh, takes place, I believe, in the 60s. And it's about uh, a group of, like, Jewish, uh, f- um, a crew of Jewish Nazi hunters. And, yes. And um, Al Pacino starred in the first season and apparently started starring in the second season. And I don't want to spoil it, but I don't know how that works. But I'm interested to, to see. And it's one of those shows that just completely... Um, fell off my radar like I really enjoyed the first season but it's been so long I thought well maybe it was cancelled like you know it was one of those shows like you know I guess it doesn't get a second season and then boom second season just dropped so I gotta add that to my list of shows to watch uh, but for for 2022 the best in my opinion best new TV series Hands down is House of the Dragon. Uh, so this is the the spinoff series to Game of Thrones. Uh, it's a prequel series. It takes place during um, what what is referred to as the Dance of Dragons in in the books. Um, and yeah, it, it's just such a good show. Like I, I love Game of Thrones. Those last two seasons really disappointed me and made me sad. Uh, you know, when the, the way the series ended, you know, the original series, um, I was not happy with, but this show is like, it's like Game of Thrones when it was good. And, um, I like it, you know, like, you know, some people don't like the pacing because, um, in the first season, um, literally like from episode one to episode 10 I think like 25 years pass or 20 to 25 years um so there's some time jumps you know like there's characters that are are literally babies at the beginning of the show that become adults uh by the end of the series um or end of the season and some people had a hard time with that but I, I I I followed along with it I was cool with it um, you know, like they made some changes from the books, uh, but I think it was for the better. Um, and yeah, um, George R. R. Martin, the, the creator of this universe is heavily involved in this show and the showrunners, uh, are working very closely with him on this and HBO is, um, you know, invest a lot of money into the show, and yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, House of Dragon, that was definitely my favorite show of 2022. Um, all right, so best movie of 2022. Kevin, what was, uh, in your opinion, the best movie of 2022? All right, so you forget it came out this year. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I love the new Batman movie. Yes. Yep. That was a good one. And, it, it, yep, it was so early in 2022, you kind of forget that it was 2022. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted nothing to do with it before it came out. I'm like, I don't care. I'm, I don't like this acting choice. I don't like this version of Riddler. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this music... It, 
isn't fitting for quote my Batman. I don't know what my Batman is anymore, but you know that's mm. the attitude I was bringing yeah. into it. And I was like, it, it just seems ridiculous and stupid over the top and all. And my kid really wanted to watch it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like it's kind of pushing R. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, for you, I was like, for you, it's Batman. And, you know, you're not paying attention to the parts that are. You just want to see Batman come in and do cool things. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I, I remember watching movies when I was his age too, and half of it I'm not paying attention to. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll sit down and watch it. And by the end, I thought, okay, this is like what I'm assuming is the first movie of a trilogy here. I'm like, I am all set for this. Yeah, for this younger imperfect version of Batman here discovering himself and you know I, I, I think as the story progresses I'm going to enjoy this movie more and more as I see you know the groundwork that was laid here yep but I'm like it's such a I, I, I never liked Ben Affleck's version of Batman I have serious issues with the third Nolan movie you know there there's just certain things that our Batman that I haven't liked. And then I see this and I'm like, it's up there. It's up there with the best Batman stuff I've ever seen. And I went in with absolutely zero expectations for this at all. Mm-hmm. And was so pleasantly surprised by it. Um, the only other movie I could even imagine everyone, everyone now is telling me that I need to go see, um, or, or take out from work or rent or buy or whatever. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I, and haven't... I know I need to, and I just haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but I'm definitely going to check it out, considering like you know, what you know, as good as as it did at the Golden Globes. Um, yeah, that's about the only one I could see me saying, "Oh my god, I should have seen this sooner." This is totally my movie. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, god knows when I'll get to it. Yeah, me too. I still haven't seen Black Adam, you know, like, uh. but anyway, not, not a movie. It, I thought it was fun. Not a movie of the year by any. Means. No, no. But for what it is, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not going to delve too much into it, but, uh, for me, my pick was Avatar two. Um, I just okay. thought, I just talked about it like a couple episodes ago. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I was not, I was never a fan of the first one. Like, well, I, not to say that I hated it. I was just like, yeah, it was a good movie, but you know, whatever, you know, like I, I see a lot of good movies and I never go back to them. And Avatar was one of them. Um, but this movie, I don't know, like, um, one of the critics I follow on YouTube, uh, was blown away by it and she was very critical of the original movie, much like myself. Um, and she ha- she didn't have high expectations going into it, and then she was like, "Whoa, this was such a good movie." So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm, I you know I had some some because um, I'm part of uh, like there's a, a group of uh, uh, movie theaters up in Canada called Landmark Cinemas, and so I got a membership for that, so I get like a free movie pass every month. So every few months, I you know I'll go into the city, usually to watch a Marvel movie. Um, and I'll use this up and plus you get discounts at the, um, at the concession and stuff. So my wife and I went to Avatar too, because she, of course she was, you know, a big fan of the original Avatar and I, yeah, I just, I like this so much more than the original. Um, to me, this was like Empire Strikes Back, um, 
not as of course not as good as Empire Strikes Back, but in the sense that I think Empire Strikes Back is a far superior movie to the original Star Wars. Um, it just improved in every way, and that's how I feel Avatar Two did. You know, like it just it was such an improvement. Um, I'm looking forward to the third one, uh, which you know, like for years, like I've been hearing about this. You know these Avatar sequels that you know James Cameron is planning, and I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Like, I probably won't go to the theater. Like, I was totally not planning to go to the to go watch this, but I'm totally glad I did because it was easily the, my favorite movie of the year. You know, um, an honorable mention. Uh, even though we're doing honorable mentions at the end, I, I just want to throw out there. Um, uh, what Top Gun Maverick? I you know. Kudos to to Tom Cruise. He did a good job. He, um, you know, made you know, going back to the movie theater to watch that. It, it was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate. It. Like he he you know he took like a minute before the movie to you know thank people for coming back to the movie theater and blah blah blah. I thought that was really cool. I thought though you know really really stand up of, of Tom Cruise to do that. You know, like he is really a true Hollywood actor you know um yeah so yeah kudos to him for that all right next category is best actress tv or film kevin who do you have for best actress tv or film oh jeez um crap i lost the name for a second i'm having a brain fart i'm sorry that's okay um what uh what is she in um I, hang on i try and find my screen i had it up here hang on i apologize to everyone listening i'm doubling back here oh no 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 it's all good i i, I lost the page that i had it on well i, I oh, well while you find that i'll quickly throw mine out there um, okay. I, I went with Emma Darcy. Uh, she she played um, oh uh, Targaryen. Uh, she's she's basically the lead actress um, uh, in House of the Dragon from episode five to ten. Um, uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, yeah, she just did a phenomenal job. Uh, I mean, the uh, uh, the first actress who played the character, uh, Millie um, Alcock, she did a great job as well. And you really do believe that they are the same person. Like, you know, because uh, like I said, in this show, they age up some of the characters. So what they did is they had Millie Alcock play Rhaenyra for the first four or five episodes. And then they did a 10-year time jump. And then Emma Darcy took over the role. And yeah, she was she, she was absolutely fantastic. I really um, think she did an amazing job, and she really uh, embodied that role. So Emma Darcy, that, that's my choice. Uh, Kev, okay. do you have your uh, best actress? Yes, and I feel stupid. I was oh, having no, such no. a brain fart in the no. moment there because I'm like, oh, how did I how did I forget this name? I feel stupid here. Um, oh. All right, so. The actress that got me, that this year I was watching something, and, you know, uh, uh, just 
watched the movie, turned off my brain, had nothing to it. There's a twist in the movie, the acting changes, and I went, oh my god, I bit for this. I fell for it completely. I didn't see anything coming, and I am just enjoying the over-the-top ridiculousness of it. And it's not, like, Oscar award-winning Best Actress, but it was Mm -hmm. just, like, it was the most fun acting I saw. So I enjoyed it so much, and uh, and I know people are going to laugh when they hear this pick. Julia Stiles in The Orphan 2 blew my mind. Because, hmm. I, I mean, Julia Stiles for me was, you know, yep. 10 Things I Hate About You and Save the Last Dance, and just absolutely beautiful. And it seemed like she kind of disappeared yep. for the last few years. So I'm watching this movie with a friend, and I, I had no interest in seeing it. He wanted to see it. And I was like, I, I'm not doing anything else. Sure, I'll, I'll watch this with you. And Julia Stiles comes on as the mom for the movie, and I go, oh, all right, she's old enough now, she's the mom. I remember her being, you know, the cute girl in high school, college, whatever, in the movies, now she's the mom. All right, we're all older. And I'm not expecting anything. I was like, oh, geez, I remember thinking she was a great actress. This this is not that good. You know, it's not bad, but it's really not that good. And then a twist happens in the movie, completely changes her character, and I was like, just screaming, watching it. Go, oh my god, this completely changes everything in the movie, everything she's done. Like, it's not that she was acting plain and, you know, it's not that she's plain and boring. She was acting plain and boring. And once she doesn't have to be anymore, the movie switches. And I was losing it. I'm like, oh my god, I want to see her play more crazy mom roles like this. Please, if that's the stage in her career that we're in, I'm so for it now. <laughs> yep. But just, it's such a dumb movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it entertained the hell out of me, and she she did it for me in that movie. Excellent. Uh, I haven't seen it myself, but yeah, I love Julia Stiles. Like, um, the last thing I remember her being in was, I want to say, season five of Dexter. And, oh, uh, I forgot she was on that. I couldn't. I I couldn't do Dexter. I I have a long rant about that for another day, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, it, I I stuck with it right till the end, and uh, yeah, some great seasons. Like John Lithgow was amazing in it, and Julia Stiles had like some big shoes to fill because she took basically took over the like the lead love interest role. Um, yeah, from Julie Benz. Um, but yeah. It's it's been a while. Um, all right. No, and, oh, go and, ahead. And I'm aware. No, I was just gonna say, like, <clears throat> I'm aware of all the, you know, stuff for Dexter and mm-hmm. and the big beats of the show and everything. But I just something about that show just really rubbed me the wrong way. And it's nothing I can put my finger on. I don't quite know what it is or why, but it just really got to me yeah i couldn't watch it well i know like one like i guess we'll go on a quick tangent here one thing that really (laughs) used to bug me about dexter was how he conveniently got out of every you know like got out of things out of predicaments like it, it was just too too easy you know and it it just got too convoluted sometimes and too ridiculous and um you know like was it last year that they had that new season come out 
of Dexter? Uh, if not last year, the year before, like yeah. fairly recently, I'll say. And I mean, I couldn't bring myself to watch it, but I watched one of my one of my YouTuber review channels. Um, was it New Rock Stars or maybe Heavy Spoilers? One one of those um, shows, and that's how I kind of got all my information. And, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad I missed it. You know, like, but I mean, it did end on a better note than what the original series left on. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> arguably one of the worst series finales of all time, Dexter. Like, it, it the, was, it was the bad. Show, the show made me uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at the point now, because, like, remember when you were younger, you know, pre- marriage and children mm-hmm. and all that stuff when we would watch serious movies and go and discuss it over coffee with our friends and we need to be all deep and philosophical yep and i was like i don't need to do that i watch things to be entertained not to be uncomfortable not to make my head hurt not yep. to you know feel upset or anything i watch them to be entertained and that show just made me not feel good and i was like i'm out i'm done yep yeah, no, I don't blame you. I definitely, I can definitely see that for sure. Um, and like I said, like I just stayed with it. I don't know why I stayed with it as long as I did, but I did. But anyway, um, all right. So, best actor, TV or film. Um, so I went again because House of the Dragon. I just honestly, House of the Dragon. You know, like, I, I made it the best new show of 2022. I would say it was, for me, the best show of 2022. Um, just because, like, I looked forward to Sunday nights. Like, I couldn't wait. You know, it's like, yay, a new episode. Um, so, you know, like, that that excitement I used to have for Game of Thrones was back. And I went with Patty Constantine. Um, he played uh, the king uh Viserys Targaryen for eight episodes um and yeah what what a what a heartbreak what a journey that that character went on and what a great actor you know like uh spoilers you know like uh he dies um and I was so sad like I like I read the book I knew it was coming but yet like he did such an amazing performance that I was still sad. Like it's like I like I know this guy's time is up, but it still shook me. It still upset me. And yeah, such an amazing performance. And kudos to him, because um, like I've seen, like I watch a lot of behind the scenes stuff with him. He seems like such a cool guy. Like I, he's one of those guys that I would love to have a co- you know have a coffee with sometime you know like I'd love to pick his brain cuz he just seems like a really down to earth nice guy and he just did an amazing job in this role uh so that that was my pick for act actor uh Patty Constantine for uh House of the Dragon uh Kev who was your best actor TV or film all right again based on a, a certain reaction and all um but I've now watched this movie twice and until seeing a room full of people react a certain way, I wouldn't have picked him. 
but I'm going to pick Ryan Reynolds in Spirited. Hmm. So I watched Spirited with my kid. It's uh, Apple TV's movie. It's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell as uh, an updated retelling of A Christmas Carol. Okay. With yep. a couple twists in there. Loads of fun. Tons of fun. It's a musical as well. And like, there's an absolutely show-stopping number in there that we'll still quote. You know, um, there was a couple twists in there I didn't see coming. Ryan Reynolds just, he, he's Ryan Reynolds. He's very mm -hmm. funny. He's very charming. He gets away with a lot of stuff. You know, you, you know what to expect. Yep. And then uh, later on, a couple weeks later, I was at a friend's house. His wife's watching it. His kids are watching it. His, their, their friends are watching it. Like, everyone's gathered around watching this movie. And part of it was, oh, my God, it's Ryan Reynolds dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he has absolutely captivated generations in this room with it. I'm like, I, I don't know the last time I saw someone do that. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, maybe when everyone realized Hugh Jackman could do it all. You know, he yeah. he comes out of nowhere seemingly in his Wolverine, and the next thing you know, he's doing, you know, Music Man and everything, too. Yep. And, and everyone can love him for different reasons. And I've seen that with Ryan Reynolds. I'm like... This should just be the dumbest direct-to-streaming stupid movie that's forgotten by the next year. So, but there's something going on here. I think it might end up becoming a classic just based on this reaction here. And, it, you know, I mean, like, I, I know what part of the reaction is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't feel that way, but I certainly understand why some people do. But there was just... You know, to to see someone captivating an audience in what could have just been throwaway material, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, all right, there's something here. I, I I didn't I didn't see anyone, you know, grab the attention like that this year. Excellent. Yeah, I love Ryan Reynolds. He's uh, one of the best uh, Canadians we got. You know, yeah. like. The, the, I've heard people, like, uh, there's a podcast I listen to, it's called iFanboy, and they have the saying, um, uh, GDAT, and GDAT means goddamn American treasure. Uh, so, like, Tom Hanks is a, is a goddamn American treasure, right? For, for America. Right. Um, Ryan Reynolds is, I guess we got, I guess we'd be a GCAT? Or no, no, John, no G. I guess I can't. I can't even say it. G. Yeah. A goddamn Canadian treasure. Like that is Ryan Reynolds. He's he, he he's one of our best, without a doubt. But uh, excellent choice. That was a good one. Um. All right. So we're gonna end. Well, before we get into our honorable mentions for 2022. Uh, best moment in pop culture in 2022, in your opinion. Um, so for me, the best moment, the one where I was like on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen, even though it ended uh, with whimper, and I question the decision making uh, in this series, but the final fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan TV series. I, I thought that was great. I, I really do. Oh my god, Obi Wan was this year too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I I still think Obi Wan's 
you know, they, they, they did Obi-Wan dirty. They made him into an asshole for not killing Darth Vader when he had the chance. He, like, Obi-Wan literally let Darth Vader live to go on and murder more people. And for that, Obi-Wan's an asshole. That's why, that's when I say I question the decision-making behind the scenes, like the creative decisions, the writing. But all that considered, that that fight was pretty cool. Like, I, like, I liked it. I, you know, lightsabers, I liked, you know, like uh, uh, Vader's mask coming, get, getting kind of ripped off. You know, you see Anakin and Darth Vader, um, you know, and then they would... You know, when he was talking to Obi-Wan, like, sometimes it would be uh, James Earl Jones' voice, and then it would go into Hayden Christensen's voice, and then back again. Um, yeah, it, it, it was, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, I was like, oh my god, this, you know, not the first fight, because that first fight in episode three was pretty lame. Uh, but the final fight in the final episode, um, I just didn't like the ending. You know, like Obi-Wan just walking away, I, I question that. I, I really don't think he would have done that. Uh, like, he had Darth Vader dead to rights, you know. And, you know, I I think he would, he Obi-Wan would have done what he needed to do. Uh, not walk away. But uh, still, it, it was really cool to see, even though it ended badly. Uh, Kevin, uh, for you, what was your best moment in pop culture in 2022? All right. Um, I got a couple here. Cause it, sure. You know, I, I like I like the adjectives you're using because I think the biggest pop culture moment, unfortunately, was the Will Smith slap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the best. It's not the most fun. It's not my favorite. But it was but talked about probably the biggest one of the year though oh yeah um slap heard around I the world really yep i really thought the crap did you finish she hulk i did yes okay i really thought the last episode with her complete fourth wall breaking where everyone thought that uh, their disney plus app brought them to the home screen mm -hmm. until she starts busting out of it i thought that would have like gotten much more play because that was so crazy. Everyone I talked to, you know, the next day for the next week saying, I thought my TV screwed up until she burst through the home menu screen. Yep. <clears throat> like everyone got fooled by it. And then, you know, there's so many other jokes that come after it, I, but it was forgotten about like the next week though. Um, pardon me. Th like the Wednesday Adams dance is huge, but I, I've heard you know, it. I've heard about it, but again, I, that's a show I haven't seen yet. Right, and I haven't watched it yet either. It's just like in every meme and stuff. Um, but I, I think the one that, because you know, I used to call it the grandmother test, but now it's like the mom test. Mm -hmm. It's like, is is my mom going to message me and ask if I've seen this thing, mm -hmm. or or to explain it to her, or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but the one that passed that and I thought was the funniest thing in the world and I kept looking online to find more was Elmo and Rocco. Now, did you follow this one at all? No, I did not. 
All right, so a, a clip surfaces from Sesame Street, and it goes viral, of Elmo's friend. What's her name? Zoe, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, Elmo wanted another cookie, but Zoe had given her last cookie to her pet rock, Rocco. And Elmo sitting there, like, I don't have a cookie, and you're, you know, I mean, not like I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and rewriting here because certain yeah. language would not be spoken by Elmo. Yeah. But here's Elmo like. I have no cookie, and this dumb rock that doesn't move, isn't alive, can't eat anything, has one. Yep. This is not fair to me. This is a bunch of crap. And it becomes a lesson of, well, you need to respect Zoe's wishes. And in her mind, this is, you know, her friend, and she's, you know, or or imaginary friend or whatever there, and she's giving a cookie to her pet rock. Yep. And Elmo's, like, giving these dumb looks and all. It goes viral. They got like the official Sesame Street Elmo count, whatever, saying, "Listen, Rocco and I sat down, we talked it over, we patched things up. Let's all move on." They treat it as like this big blow up, and it was the dumbest, funniest thing though. And I'm losing it every time. And there's like hashtag Team Rocco and like all this crap going on. Yeah, and I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. But it's fun. You know, if we're going to go on social media and argue about the stupidest stuff, this is a stupid thing. And it's meant to be stupid. No one's taking it seriously. You know, you don't have to, like, you know, delete anyone because of what opinion they give. You don't have to cancel anyone. You don't have to dredge anything up. It's just literally, sometimes we just do stupid things to do stupid things and have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it was the dumbest thing, but I was just constantly entertained by it. And, you know, people are doing memes, people are doing edits, just, it, you know, there, there's so few things where, no matter what side, we're all having fun. You know, and that mm-hmm. was one of them. Um, you know what, hey, uh, that, that reminds me, though, this, I, I don't want to say pop culture moment, but late breaking thing and i've had this thought in my head for a little while here okay um so i i think across the border for you um the football player yes was injured now like i'm sitting here almost monday night i'm watching monday night raw and one of my friends called me said turn to football i'm like why would i turn to football i said i think someone's about to die Mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit you know what the hell's going on so i turn over and i I find the clip on Twitter. I'm like, that doesn't look bad. The hit doesn't look bad, but clearly this is bad. Yeah. And, you know, I'm flipping through. I I would watch Raw, but I kept flipping back over to football. I'm like, do they have an update? What's going on? I'm fully expecting I've seen this kid, because really it's a kid, die. And now that we know he's gotten better and everything, I was kind of reflecting back on watching it that night. I go, huh, that's the biggest show in America. That's Monday Night Football. Yeah. That's the biggest show in America. I said in the whole country, no matter what side they're on, no matter what political party, no matter what football team they watch, no matter their age, their color, their gender, anything. Whole country prayed to whatever whoever they prayed to and said, I hope this kid's okay. Yeah. Like when the hell did that happen last? That yeah. no matter who you are, it all stripped away for a second, and it's like, oh my god, I hope this kid's okay. Yeah. And I was like, 
I, it's it's awful that something terrible had to happen. It's great that he's doing better now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that he'll ever play football again, but it's nowhere near what I thought was going to happen to him that night. Yeah. But I was like, wow, for a brief moment, all the bullshit went away. That was nice. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the 2023 one, because, you know, it happened this year. But, like, you know, I, th- I think that'll be one of the most iconic moments of 2023, if not... Uh, you know, for all of sports or for a decade, maybe even. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see it at the time, but I, I definitely saw it the next morning because I think, yeah, I was working days. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it uh, scary. Um, and I know, you know, like there was some question, like, do they keep playing? I'm glad the NFL decided to call off the game. Um, I, the, I'm I'm of the mindset it wasn't the NFL that decided it. Oh yeah, no, it, I really, I, yeah. yeah, I but, really think it was those two coaches said screw you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we yeah you can't go back from something like that. You know, no, like you know, like I know Vince McMahon did, you know, like with Owen Hart, but you know, he's Vince McMahon. He's he's a different sort. All right. Yeah, I, there, there's a, yeah, um, we talked about it briefly the other night when we recorded and all, and I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion right now, and I did a rant on a, when I called in for another podcast, but I'm like, I, it's a tangent here for a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boy, I think he's just a crappy dad. Your oh, yeah. daughter worked her whole life to try to show you that she could be an equal to you. And when she finally achieves that goal, you're like, screw you, I'm going to sell it. Like, I know, uh, like, for the for the the product and the show and everything, like, he plays up, you know, that he's an asshole and, and uh, you know, he's a bad guy. But I really think he's not really playing up that much, you know? Everyone, everyone of them always says, you take yourself up to 11. You take a character that you already are and you just dial up certain parts of your personality yep. that are already there. Yeah. But anywho, um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's go on to our honorable mentions of 2022. Now, um, for me, I, I didn't include any comic books cause you and I did like a comic book, um, episode, uh, last year. Um, uh-huh. Well, it's last year, like uh, last month, uh, where we talked about the best of 2022 for comic books. So I, I just, I didn't include any comic books for my honorable mentions. Um, but I just have a bunch of TV shows because even though I say I didn't watch uh, as as much TV, I did actually watch TV. There's just so much. Um, Taylor Sheridan, he's the showrunner for and creator of Yellowstone 1883 and now the new series 1923. That guy's amazing. I will I will watch anything that guy creates. He like I love Yellowstone. You know we got I, part of the last season I think last year, and then the new season started last in twenty twenty two. Um, I love Yellowstone. It's so it's fantastic. I, and I'm and to be honest, I like the spinoffs better. Like eighteen eighty three, I love a good western. Um, so this was like a wagon train type of 
series. Um, and it was, it was fantastic. Um, Tim McGraw was amazing. His wife, wife, Faith Hill, um, plays his wife on the show. They were great. Uh, and then 1923 started last year. Well, 1883 ended last year, and 1923 started last year. Um, and that's with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. And again, like I like when I when I heard that they were doing a show with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, I was like, you know, uh, I don't know, guys. Like trying to get these you know celebrities to play these characters, I'm not sure about this. Uh, but I I was completely wrong. Harrison Ford is awesome in the show and Helen Mirren's awesome in the show uh Taylor Sheridan can do no wrong I I put all my faith in him you know uh he he's fantastic uh Rick and Morty season six came out last year love Rick and Morty uh this season was definitely better than season five and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing where we go from here uh the boys had a new season on Amazon um probably my favorite comic book show to be honest with you i love the boys you know like it's it's fun um it's pretty uh accurate to the comic book it's not as as um dark as the comic book uh which is a good thing i i think um i mean it's still pretty dark but not at you know we don't see as bad things from the comic that makes any sense um but it, it, it was really good um, the last season, last season of Better Call Saul came out, um, probably one of the best series finales I've ever seen. Like, they did such a good job, uh, with that series finale. And, you know, sad to see it go, but, you know, it had to. And, uh, you had mentioned this series earlier, probably my favorite Star Wars, uh, series, uh, in a long time or Star Wars property in a long time, Andor. Um, some people said it was boring. Um, I didn't think so. Like, I just think it's realistic to this world. Um, yeah, and and I, you know, Stellan Skarsgård was, I mean, he's a fantastic actor in anything he does. Uh, but he was, you know, amazing in this. Um fingers crossed i was really hoping to see the emperor but maybe we'll see him in you know the next season even though it, this isn't really a show about the emperor but he like his presence is felt in the show um so i'd really love to see you know ian mcdermott come back for you know a scene or two like i would just i i would just love that uh or even darth vader like seeing darth vader walking around i think would be kind of cool um, and Andy Serkis, the, the character he played in this show was amazing, you know, was great. And I, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but what a heartbreaker, man. Oh, it, it's, there was a moment with his character when you're like, oh no. And it, it was sad. It, it really was. Um, and he did such an amazing job. So, yeah, Andor, you know, easily my favorite Star Wars show of last year, or Star Wars property. Uh, Kevin, what do you have for your honorable mentions for 2022? All right, so I, I think 
pretty sure the season four went up in 2022. But again, I've talked about it a ton. Young Justice is one of the best cartoon series ever made. It's amazing watching it with my kid. I am very upset it's all over. Um, I would absolutely watch it all over again right now because I liked it so much. And hopefully James Gunn, as charge of DC, does the season five at some point. Um, really, like, just one of the best examples of what you can do with superheroes and tell deep, meaningful stories and appeal to kids at the same time, too, and talk to them and not down to them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I, for, you know, I, I always make the wrestling references, but really, if anyone's not watching all the wrestling, it puts the sport into wrestling. Um, every week there'll be someone and it's like, okay, I know this person. I don't know the person they're facing. I guess this will be a one minute, two minute quick match. Like I grew up watching never, almost never is it. They go all out. Everyone gets a chance to shine. People get a chance to look good. And every match on other shows would be like the best match of the night. And on here, it's just like, oh, that's just the second or third match of the night and we're going to keep getting better and better stuff going on here like even their YouTube shows which is just like here's a star against some local talent they make the local people look good like it, it makes wrestling a sport and not you know I, I like the jokes and I like the comedies and I like the silliness too but it really makes it a respectable thing to watch when a, a lot of times it's not a respectable thing to watch <laughs> You know, we we get picked on as fans. Where and where do you, where do you watch this at? In in the states, it's on on TNT and TBS. Oh, okay, I'm not sure what it's on in Canada though. I'll have to check it out. I, like, yeah, unfortunately, uh, up up here we don't get TNT or TBS anymore. Yeah, because um, I know Fight TV, which is uh, an app and a site, has a deal with them because uh, the Fight TV feed continues through commercials like tnt and tbs will have commercial breaks fight tv continues to show the action with the announcers commentating over it too oh okay so it's almost it's almost like you have an unedited uncensored feed in a way that's yeah. not you know what's going across tv with the commercials yeah um i also between uh the movies you know um and the tv shows and seeing that new trailer for Ant-Man, I appreciate that 2022 was the end of the building year. Because mm -hmm. I really feel like this phase four, that 2022 was, okay, we need to introduce a lot of things, a lot of concepts, a lot of characters. We have a whole lot of stuff we got to get on board. It's that, it's that 90% preparation thing, like before you paint a room. Okay, yeah. I need to move everything out of the room and get the drop cloth and all that. And now we're ready to run. And I will appreciate all the stuff that was released in 2022 a lot more in the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> Much more than I did when they came out. Because I can, I can tell this was all set up. And it's time to get going here. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm thanking all the ones that came beforehand. And any, any complaints or anything I may have had on this podcast or elsewhere for the 2022 releases. But I'm, I'm an open mind. I'm understanding that it was you told the story you had to tell 
as not a complete story, but as a chapter. Yeah. And we're, we're you know, we're, we're getting deeper into the book here, more and more chapters. So let's, you know, I, I'll be thankful for the start of the book as I'm continuing into the middle and then, you know, next few years to the end of that story as well. Um, I, I've read more comics since we did that episode too. Some very good, some bad. <laughs> but I appreciate, you know, talk about the wealth of uh, movies and TV shows and stuff we got to go through. God, there's so many good comics out there now too. Yep. You know, and 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 stuff that's just like below the radar. One came through work. Uh, I can't pronounce it. it's it's Japanese name it, Inubushi something like that. And it's this Japanese fairy tale, and it's beautifully drawn. Like, the second you see it, I thought, this could be a Disney movie, like a Disney Pixar movie. It is beautifully drawn. Story was incredible. I'm absolutely engrossed, and no one's talking about it, and I knew nothing about it. Hmm. And I'm like, this is one of the best things I read, and it's so under the radar for everyone here. Yep. And that's that's just one genre. We we've discussed many movies and shows and stuff on things like this, that it's the same thing. No one knows about it. It's under the radar and it's still amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll just throw this one out there. I have not watched clerks three yet. I very much want to, but I have been warned that it could hit me on a personal level Mm -hmm. and make me upset. So I need to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. Yep. Well, and and it's funny. I just watched a documentary about uh, clerks um, on YouTube. It, so you can it's on YouTube. You can check it out. And it's you know basically they're talking like from the first movie all the way to the third movie. And Kevin Smith's like wife and daughter really had a hard time with this third movie because it's really bait. You know because uh, Randall has a heart attack, right? Okay, I know that part because he's told. I know nothing yeah. else. Yeah, later. no, I, I won't. I won't spoil anything. But uh, you know, but I mean, that's in the trailer, right? So, um, yeah, Randall has a heart attack, and it really hit close to home for him, for them, because you know Kevin wrote this movie based on his life because he did have a heart attack. He did almost die, and um, you know, so he wrote because Randall, I guess, is the character that he identifies with. Yep. Um, and so he wrote that into that into that character. But yeah, like like yeah, that actually is a good honorable mention. Clerks three, I I love that movie. I I, I bought it, or I went to the theater to watch it because um, it had a limited release. Um, yeah. So my wife and I had to go to this theater like in uh, North Edmonton, and it played like. I think it was like 7.30 on like a Wednesday night or something back in September or October. It was it was after the Edmonton Comic Con, so I want to say beginning of October. And, it, you know, it was just the one showing. Um, so we went there, and it was cool. It was a great theater experience because everyone that was there was a fan of Clerks. There was people wearing, like, Kevin Smith hockey jerseys and stuff. Um you know, and people were laughing at the, you know, at the appropriate times and, and getting sad at the appropriate times. It was such a great movie experience, and I really enjoyed that movie. Um, it, Yeah, definitely an honorable mention for me. Um, 
it might have actually been my favorite movie of the year had Avatar 2 not nudged it out. All right. So, but, yeah. All right. Well, um, before we go, uh, I'm going to ask you, Kevin, do you have any geek resolutions for 2023? Um, you know, it can it can be as many as you want or as, few, as little as you want. Um is there anything as a as a as a geek? Uh, is there anything you want to accomplish this year in twenty twenty three? Oh my gosh, these are loads of answers here for these <laughs> questions. Um, for my own collections and stuff, I'm I'm at a level of I want more going out of this house than coming into it. Yeah. And most of the graphic novels I've gotten lately are, I bought these comics and I didn't read them. Here's the graphic novel. It's the whole story. Let me read the whole story. If I like it, maybe in the most of these graphic novels I'm getting from work through library, so I'm not buying them or anything, you know? Yeah. But I was like, if I like it, then maybe I'll keep the single issues. If I didn't, and there's been a few of them that I'm like, I will never read this again. I don't care. Okay. Then I'm getting rid of that whole series. Yeah. I, I, I got to find it because I'm not organized. But I was like, there is no point in me hanging on to five, six issues of this thing I will never read. Mm-hmm. And, and now we'll never read again. I've read it. I didn't care for it enough. It's gone. And I need to just streamline that. And so I, I was looking through, you know, I have my to read pile of stuff I got from work that's like okay i know i have these comics i can't find them right now let me read this and then i'll most likely get rid of them or if i really do like it i'll keep it it's worth it but at least i know yeah and then i have the other pile of here's all the books and stuff i got sitting here at home that i need to get to let me get through it and then get rid of it and i need to start doing the same with my dvds all these movies and things that i'm like oh i'll watch someday like i really just need to clear it out i'm at the i'm at that adult point of like I have so much stuff I'm not enjoying it and when I go to sit down to watch something I'm spending more time going through the DVDs figuring out what to watch or the bookshelves for what to read or whatever instead of actually watching something All right, so I've spent 20 minutes looking at my shelves that 20 minutes I could have spent actually enjoying one of these things but it's like a paralysis of choice yeah now um Maybe one of the things I'm like, maybe if I'm on social media less, I will have more time. Why did I watch TikToks for an hour? I could have watched a movie and been halfway through it by now. Yeah. You know, and and check that off my list. Which one am I going to be, you know, feel better about finally watching that amazing sci-fi movie I've been meaning to watch for five years or, you know, seeing someone do a stupid dance routine online? Yeah. I, I know the right answer. It doesn't make it any easier because social media is an addiction, but yeah, I know the right answer here. Um, and then like, I, I'm really, uh, I, I've not written that much overall and it bothers me, mm-hmm. but I haven't been in like the, you know, I haven't had good creative ideas that I wanted to explore too. So I really want to get into better mind for that. Um, and finally, I, I had a, I don't think I mentioned that here. Um, I stepped on scale at work. I thought, geez, I'm less than I thought I was. 
I wonder if mm. I can make it to a certain weight by the end of the year. Yep. And, you know, this was sometime in, like, late summer, early fall. And I, I won't step on scale daily or anything like that, like, weekly at most. Sometimes I'll go a couple weeks because I know if I do it daily, it's not going to be that much of a difference. And I'll drive myself nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, end of the year. It's, like, the last the last day we're at work for our break for New Year's. I step on scale. I go, ah, oh, geez, I'm a pound over where I wanted to be. Like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. I was so close. And I thought, wait a second. So I take my phone and my wallet, my keys out of my pockets. I take my shoes off. I go on the scale again and I'm under. I go, all right. One, I'm apparently carrying too much around with me. Mm-hmm. But two, I actually made the goal. And then I got thinking, I was like, geez, I don't, you know, I've just never really kept track of what I've weighed. Yeah. Like, I know, I, I don't know my heaviest because I know the heaviest I weighed myself and I know I've gone over that and just refused to weigh myself. Mm-hmm. But I also know like, Oh wow, I'm a lot less than that. So I was like, okay, maybe that's a, can be a more, more out than in. Yeah. In a way as well. I think that I, I think the only thing I don't want to do more out than in is money. I would like to have more money coming in than going out. Yes, that would be nice. <laughs> Otherwise, um, everything else I kind of want to downsize. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, with record inflation, I can't see that changing anytime soon for anybody. No. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so for me, for my geek resolutions for 2023, I'd mentioned this, I think, when we did the comic book episode. Um I'm going to be reading the Madman series from Mike Allred. Um, I never, nice. you know, like I never read it. I've, ne- you know, I know of it. I love Mike Allred. Um, you know, his Silver Surfer run was amazing. Um, he, you know, he he's done a lot of stuff for Marvel uh, in the last, you know, fifteen twenty years or whatever. And I figured, yeah, this is right up my alley. So I'll, I'll be checking that out. Um, I'm going to start reading Savage Dragon. Um, oh, by Eric Larson because they he just started uh, releasing Ultimate Collection, so it's like the hardcover Ultimate Collection, you know, kind of like what they did with Invincible. Yeah, and, and uh, so I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the first volume because it just came out like a month ago. I'm gonna read it because uh, Savage Dragon. It's one of those series that I kind of just you know I'd buy the occasional issue back in the '90s. You know, if I just wanted something to read or whatever. But I never really got into it. Uh, but I do like Eric Larson. Um, and I mean, uh, Robert Kurt, you know, like I said, Invincible previously. Invincible is my favorite comic book series. Uh, and Robert Kirkman, his favorite comic book series is Savage Dragon. So if the creator of my favorite comic book series is saying this is his favorite comic book series, I should check it out. So I'm, I'm going to be checking that out. Um, I bought the three seasons of Batman Brave and the Bold on Blu-ray, so I'm going to be sitting down and watching those this year. Um, and then, uh, when we get back to podcasting on Trek 1701, we are going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager, so I got to go back and rewatch Voyager. Uh, because, uh, truth be told, I haven't watched all of Voyager. I've seen probably half of the series like in total um 
because it, it was the first Star Trek series I ever dropped off of. Uh, I kind of dropped off halfway through season three uh, when it was originally airing. And then I came back when they when they brought the Borg back into the show at the end of season three. And then I watched season four when it was coming out. I think I watched season five as well uh, when it was coming out. And then I dropped off again. And I didn't watch season six. I didn't watch season seven. But I came back for the finale. Um, so, I, you know, there's a lot of Star Trek Voyager that I haven't watched. And we are going to be doing like a season-by-season uh, season breakdown. Like a half season, I should say. Um, so we'll discuss like the half first half of season one on our on one episode, then the last half of season one on the next episode. Um, on Trek One Seven One, so that's our plan. So I got to I I have to actually sit down and rewatch Star Trek Voyager. And then last but not least, um, I like playing chess, and I love playing Sudoku, and I love writing, and these are three things that I've kind of fallen off of like in the last couple of years like i don't like i got a chess game on my phone that i can play um and sudoku i have like a bunch of sudoku books um i i gotta get back to doing those and i gotta get back to writing so you know i'm gonna probably start off with maybe some blogging and and uh, maybe get back to some short story writing because uh you know about three years ago no I guess it would be four years ago now. Uh, I was doing a lot of short story writing, and I was submitting uh, short stories to uh, Analog and uh, Asimov Science Fiction, and uh, there's another publication on Spec. It's it's a Canadian science fiction magazine, um, and unfortunately, I didn't get published. I got I got some rejection letters. Um, and it, I kind of took it to heart. Um, it kind of was like, you know what, maybe writing's not my thing. But I think I gave up too too soon. I think I got some good ideas. I just got to uh, work on how to express myself better. And uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll get back to short story writing this year. That's, But definitely going to get back to writing in some form, whether it's, you know, my blog or, or like I said, short stories. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that. I think that's it for for this episode. Um, for well, uh, unfortunately, Ragnar couldn't join us this evening. Um, but uh, you know, him and Lillian will be back uh, in the future, uh, in the not too distant future, podcasting with us. Uh, but before we go, uh, Kevin, where can we find you on the internet? All right. Well. You can find uh, me on most of the social medias is at Master Library. And when I do some of the writing that Chris and I were discussing, mm-hmm. <laughs> mine is usually at Master Library. And eventually I'm going to get doing more for the retro network.com. And, uh, you know, it's funny, Chris, you mentioned, you know, wanting to get stuff published and all. I just found a Twitter account that does nothing but post, um, what sites and journals and and blogs and stuff are looking for paid writers you know for writing contests short fiction whatever yeah so hopefully i can do the same this year yeah no that'd be great um and i think of anything like because i mean i still have some short stories that i wrote 
Um, cause I've, I've went down the sub self publication route. Like I, 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 I did a book, um, you know, science fiction book called, uh, galactic storms. Uh, it, it was meant to be the, uh, the start of a series, but it never really took off. And then I did a book of a collection of my blogs. Um, so those are available at Amazon. Uh, if you wanted to go check the, those out, um, it's under my, my pen name, uh, which is CLG Lockhart. Um, and, uh, so if you want to check those out, so if anything, I think eventually maybe my, my, uh, short stories, I'll, I'll self-publish through Amazon. Um, so we'll see, but, uh, anyway, I will be back, uh, on this network uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks uh with uh further episodes of either the pop culture pub podcast or geek fallout reloaded uh and yeah be on the lookout for that all right well on behalf of myself chris lockhart and my co-host this evening mr kevin decent i want to thank you dear listener for taking the time to listen to the pop culture pub this was our best of 2022 and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. 